Yo, yo, what's good? What's good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. You guys can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else that you get your podcast. So I got a special draft uh, uh, recap for you guys. This show is going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to pull up the draft board of what happened, what transpired yesterday. I'm sorry that I'm late to the party, but it's been a busy, busy, uh, um, you know, streaming and podcasting and creating because I'm, you know, part of, you know, three or four different pods right now. So we, we just had our dynasty, uh, uh, a recap. We went live yesterday on our YouTube channel. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe to the Dynasty Overload podcast, Dynasty Overload YouTube channel. You guys get on that. For those of you guys who love Dynasty, we talk football there 24-7. I'm definitely going to be coming back on tonight talking draft, talking Lakers. It's going to be a fun, fun uh, show coming on, uh, coming up for you guys tonight, but it's going to be draft recap. Tons of teams made their picks. There were teams that didn't even have draft picks. So we're going to get into all of that and then some more. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and run my intro. We're going to get we're going to go ahead and get this show on and popping. Let's get it. While I'm pulling up the draft board that we're going to use or the draft picks that we're going to use, I'm going to use ESPN. But um, tons of surprises. There were guys that went early. I mean, never in my wildest dreams that I think that we were going to see two running backs go in the top 12. And that's exactly what happened. I'm not mad at it. I'm not saying that that it was a bad thing. But at the end of the day, it just was not what I was expecting to see. Guys like Joey Porter didn't get drafted in the first round. Joey Porter, Will Levis. So there's lots of guys, uh, lots of things to unpack. Let's go ahead and go to the first round. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And we're going to go ahead and get this thing on and popping. It was definitely fun. Draft is always a fun time. It's like Christmas. It's like something new, something uh, uh, fresh, <laughs> exciting. So um, I do love that aspect of the draft whenever it comes around. So in round one, I mean, it, it was no surprise. It was no surprise. Bryce Young goes number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. Now, with the Panthers, he's set up. He has some vets, some nice vets around him. Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Um, he has a tight end in, in Hayden Hurst and then a running back in Miles Sanders. So he's really set up for success there. Those might not be the most, you know, amazing, talented guys, but these guys are uh, vets, these guys do know what it takes uh, to win and to you know have some kind of success. Hawk, what's good, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Hawk is always supporting. So I appreciate you, my brother, man. Um, let's talk and draft. Uh, my little recap. So even though that Bryce Young is 5'10 and 204 pounds, the, the best thing about Bryce Young is that his, his upside is elite. This guy right here, he's a great passer. Uh, you know, he can run. Uh, he throws the ball really well. The only knock to him is his size. But, I mean, we've seen smaller guys have some success in the league. Kyler Murray, he has had some success in the league. So, Carolina, they moved up early on in um, in the offseason to get up to this point to get this pick. They wanted Bryce Young. That was their guy all along. Coming in number two, it was a guy that people were, you know, shocked. Is it going to happen? Are they going to draft a the quarterback? They were all in on Will Anderson and this and that. 
you have to go C.J. Stroud. You can't say next year is the year to go get quarterbacks. And then with what ammo? What if you don't even get the opportunity to trade up? Just imagine how, okay, the Chicago Bears were able to trade down, right, pick up assets and then acquire, you know, other 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 picks and things of that nature, and then the Panthers were able to come up to get their guy. What if you don't get that opportunity to come up and get your guy? You can only – only one person can trade up and get that one-on-one. So it, it's not – one of those things where you say each year, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try. Eventually, luck runs out, right? That's all I'm trying to say. So C.J. Stroud, 6'3", 214 pounds. He's the safer of the two quarterbacks. If you had to say who's safer, it's C.J. Stroud. He's even being compared to Dak Prescott. Um, he's safe. He throws the ball well. He's a good prospect. Um, I love his upside. I think he has pretty good upside, and I think he's going to succeed in this league. So they compared uh, Bryce Young to a guy like Drew Brees, uh, maybe like in that Russell Wilson type of mode, maybe, um, if everything pans out. So the Houston Texans were not done. These jokers traded up once again. They traded up, not once again, but they traded up to get the guy that they really wanted. They loved Will Anderson from Alabama, 6'4", 253 pounds. They get their guy. So pretty much the compensation to come up was crazy. Not only did they lose their second-round pick, they also lost their 24th first-round pick next year. But at the end of the day, they get their guy, and that's who they wanted, Will Anderson. So now you have a cornerstone to your defense, and now you have a cornerstone to your offense. So I love what the Houston Texans are doing. Is it going to work? Is it going to come? Is it going to uh, uh, translate to wins? We don't know. We don't know. These two moves alone possibly gets them an extra two to three wins. They're still a young team. They still have a long, a long way to go. And they're comparing uh, Will Anderson to a guy like Avon Miller. If he's anything close to Von Miller, this is a home run pick right here. Now, at pick four, this is what surprised me. With the Colts going Anthony Richardson, you know, it, it was rumored, right, that the Colts were going to go after Will Levis. Will Levis this, Will Levis that, right? At the end of the day, they come up here, they get their guy. And this is a guy that, that they were excited about, Anthony Richardson. So we're going to see how he pans out. He's 6'4", 244 pounds. Some are saying that he has a chance to be the next Cam Newton. Some are also saying that he has a chance to, you know, that he might be a bust. So I don't know. He didn't start many games in college, right? What was it, like 11 starts through his, college, uh, through, through his collegiate career? So he's a guy that has to – be groomed. I don't see him getting out on the field much. So if you have a Garner Minshew, this is a great, uh, um, a, I won't say Garner Minshew is a great mentor, but he can definitely sit behind Garner Minshew, acquire some knowledge, and then continue to progress, right? And number five, Devon Witherspoon, six-foot corner, 181 pounds. Some say this guy is the best corner in the draft. He goes at pick five. They compare him to Jari Alexander. Make no mistakes about it. Devon Witherspoon is going to be a great corner in this league. And you go ahead and you grab him here. And you get to pair him with the fifth-round gem, the fifth-round star, and Tariq Woolen that they drafted last year. So you pair these two guys. You have two really good corners, and that's, that's a cornerstone to your defense. So now you have the back end solidified right and then i'm gonna we're also gonna talk about what else the the seahawks were able to do in the first round but devon witherspoon great pick uh coming in at number six it was the ohio state product the uh tackle p 
Paris Johnson Jr., 6'6", 313 pounds, massive, massive guy. They compare him to Tyrion Armstead. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals needed a tackle badly. Like, you have to protect Kyler Murray. You got to put Kyler Murray in every single position uh, to win. You have to protect your franchise quarterback. Even though DeAndre Hopkins is leaving, they have to continue to now build a team and build a life around Kyler Murray and try to, you know, see if, if he can be successful with a whole new coaching staff, a whole new offensive line, pretty much. They have to rebuild every single thing for Kyler Murray to see if he can have some, some kind of success. And uh, what better way to protect your asset that you're paying in Kyler Murray than to protect him? So a uh, great pick for them. And the Raiders, you would think they would have went Will Levis. There was, you know, they were rumored, Will Levis, Will Levis, Will Levis. There you go, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, 6'6", 271 pounds. So now you're starting to see defense go, pass rushers go. So everybody's just kind of getting their guy. They're getting their guy. He's a guy that's compared to Trey Hendrickson. I don't really too much care about these comparisons, but um, coming in at number eight, this was a shocker. It wasn't a shocker. I felt that the... Atlanta Falcons were going to go offense. You know why? Two years ago, they went Kyle Pitts, pick four. A tight end, pick four. Then they go uh, Drake London. What was it, like pick uh, 10? I know it was in the top 10. This year, you just have to continue to do what you've been doing the last few years, which is continuing to bring in stars, potential stars, to your offense. You added B. John Robinson. This guy is going to be amazing. And for him to go in the top 10, that just goes to show you the player of the magnitude of who B. John Robinson is, 5'11", 215 pounds. He's being compared to Saquon Barkley. You're going to hear that over and over and over again. He is the most athletically gifted Running back to come into the league since Saquon Barkley. So, um, so that's that. Here's a guy that can come in and, and give you 15, 16, 1700 yards a year one. He's just that good. He's just that that good. And when I say 1700 yards, it might not be 1700 yards rushing, it could be 1700 yards from scrimmage. I mean, Saquon Barkley did something similar, if not more, his first year. So, for those who play fantasy football, Bijan Robinson is going to be a hot commodity, a hot pick come uh draft time. So the Eagles that I hate and can't stand, these guys were able to grab Jalen Carter. I cannot believe that Jalen Carter fell to nine. Also, you know who else couldn't believe this? Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons was pissed off that Jalen Carter was able to fall 6'3", 314 pounds compared to a, a Fletcher Cox kind of guy. This guy is massive explosive. Might be the best defensive player in this draft. So this draft was filled with defenders. It's filled with the you know defenders, uh, uh, defense tackles, uh, edge rushers. You got corners. You got offensive line. You got receivers. This is a really, really rich draft, really, really good draft class. And with the number 10th pick, Darnell Wright goes to the Bears, and they had to protect uh, um, Justin Fields. So you have to, once you have your franchise quarterback, you have to protect them. If you don't protect them, then what's the point of having this franchise quarterback? 6'5", 333 pounds from Tennessee. One of the top tackles in this draft goes and pick number 10 to protect Justin Fields. And then here's an underrated pick at pick 11. This is Peter Skorowski. Really, really good guard tackle, but it's more of a guard. It doesn't really matter. Like when you're grabbing an elite potential offensive lineman does it really matter if they're guard or if they're tackle at the end of the day you have guys that are coming in with elite skill set 
that can help to protect your quarterback. So with the Tennessee Titans, they could have gone Will Levis here. They could have gone Hendon Hooker here, but they wanted to get a cornerstone to that offensive line. After losing Taylor Lewan, they felt like, hey, this is a guy that we can bring in, and this guy can be our, whether it's tackle, whether it's guard, he's going to be a day one starter for the Titans. So it's going to be key to see where he plays because he can play multiple spots. So it's going to be key to see where they place this guy. Is it, is it guard? Is it tackle? Is it right tackle, left tackle? It's going to be interesting. So we're going to see where he goes. But people say, do not take guards in the early rounds, in the early first round. It doesn't matter. If you're a ball player, you, you grab the ball player. Look at Quentin Nelson from the uh, from the Colts. Beast. You can't say, I'm not going to take him because he's a guard. You take what you can. Coming in number 12, the Detroit Lions shocked the world by taking Jamiro Gibbs right here. Mind you that they traded down from the sixth position. So they said that they would have taken Jamiro Gibbs at pick six. Jamiro Gibbs... And Bijan Robinson is so elite. Hey, Beatrice, how you doing? Thank you so much for hopping on the stream. Jameer Gibbs is so elite that he was drafted in the top 12. So these are things that you normally don't see. Uh, but, uh, uh, I mean, he is that good. Yes, he's 5'9", but he's close to 200 pounds. He's an elite wide receiver, possibly the best wide receiving back that we've seen in a long time. A lot, of, a lot of people compare him to a Alvin Kamara. You've seen uh, Matt Miller's uh, NFL comp and Tony Pollard. You know, I think he's better than Tony Pollard. I think he can he can be better than Tony Pollard. So um, awesome, phenomenal skill set. Now it's all about what happens to DeAndre Hopkins. Do the Lions trade him? Because at the end of the day, you're all in on Gibbs. When you take him at pick 12, that means he's going to get the ball early enough. And you already signed David Montgomery. So it's evident. It's imperative that a guy like DeAndre Swift eventually leaves. So uh, it's, just, it's just all about where he goes. And he could be traded tonight. Tonight is day two. The draft kicks off at 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern time. So the Green Bay Packers go defense. They go edge. They go Lucas Van Ness. Uh, they get their guy. He's a guy that they feel like they can add to their line and you know continue to better their team. So with that move up with the Jets, here's a guy that's coming in. They, I mean, they they love this guy. Obviously, they could have gone JSN here, but maybe Jordan Love just isn't um, elite. It doesn't even matter because they have never gotten a position skill player for Aaron Rodgers. Why do it now for Jordan Love in the first round? But I do expect Green Bay to go wide receiver or tight end in that second, third round of today's draft. So coming in at number 14, mind you, um, these guys moved up. Pittsburgh moved up. And when they moved up, you couldn't really – you didn't really understand who are they going to grab. The Patriots move from 14 to uh, 17, and they acquire an extra fourth-round pick. So now here come the Steelers grabbing Broderick Jones – a beast of a tackle. He comes in to protect Kenny Pickett. What does that mean? That means better offensive line play for Kenny Pickett, better offensive line play for Najee Harris. That means that offense is trending in the right direction. When you have your franchise quarterback, you have to have your franchise tackle to come in to protect that guy. And if you're talking about Tristan uh, uh, Wirfs as his NFL comp, I never can say his name right. Whether it's Riff, whether it's Wirf, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that this guy right here, he's an elite, elite uh, um, uh, tackle. And um, here is what Jordan Reed says. High-impact day one starter. Jones has the most upside of any offensive tackle in this year's draft. It says he has quick feet, upside, 
that can make him an immediate starter at either tackle spot. So that's, I mean, that's what you, that's what you are hoping for. That's what you want. When you go ahead and you take these high caliber guys, I look at these draft picks as guys who come in and become franchise guys. Like these first round picks are franchise guys. Um, So uh, let me see. Let me go ahead and minimize it. So the Jets go ahead and take Will McDonald from Iowa State. Uh, then my my Washington Commanders take Emmanuel Forbes. He's six one. He's slight. He's real light. Okay, he's one hundred and sixty six pounds, but he's gained some weight. He ran a four three in the combine. He has long arms. I mean, he had fourteen picks in his collegiate career. Ran back six four uh, uh, four touchdowns. So he's a guy that's a playmaker. He's a guy that is a ball hawk. If you throw the ball this way, he's most likely going to intercept it. They're comparing him to a guy like. Uh, Dante Jackson, but this guy right here, he's special. He has a chance to be special. But what's confusing is that the commanders had a chance to get uh, this next guy, Christian Gonzalez, but for scheme and fit, they wanted a guy that gets high interception. They wanted a guy that had ball skills. So here is what Miller's saying about this guy. Plug and play starter Forbes will have every opportunity to be the commander's number one corner thanks to his range. He's rangy. A ball skills and ability to create points on defense with pick six with uh pick sixes in his career. Um, so I'm excited for that pick. Last year, the Washington fans did not like Jahan Dotson, and now all of a sudden, Jahan Dotson is a hero. So at coming in num- at number 17, Christian Gonzalez, 6'1, 197 pounds. He goes to um goes to the Pats, and the Pats hardly ever miss on corners. Um, here's what they're saying. Uh, rookie of the year candidate, a top-ranked corner on my board. Gonzalez can start right away and has the ball skills to create turnovers um, in year one. So it's going to be one of those things where you're going to look at the careers of Emmanuel Forbes and Christian Gonzalez. Did Washington get right, just like Jahan Dotson and Olave. They had a chance to get Olave. They moved down. They picked up um, Jahan Dotson. And then the draft picks that came about after that that trade down was Brian Robinson and Sam Howell. And if Sam Howell is the franchise quarterback for the commanders, he has to survive tonight. If Hendon Hooker's there at 47, the commanders might take a Hendon Hooker. But we have to see. If he survives tonight, I think that Sam Howell is safe for this year. They'll see what they have in Sam Howell. And if it doesn't pan out, guess what? They're going to go ahead and draft another guy next season. The Lions with the pick 18 go Jack Campbell from Iowa. Iowa just brings uh, just, just brings out dogs, man. Uh, let me see. Was Jack Campbell from Iowa as well? Let me see. Got to go back. Okay, Van Nass was from, uh, was, was from Iowa. So, yeah, man, Iowa just brings in uh, uh, tough, 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 tough players. So, Jack Campbell at 18, um, inside linebacker. Um, he is rangy. He has size. He's a plug-and-play starter. Like I said, a lot of these guys in the first round are plug-and-play starters. Pittsburgh um, with that uh, – sorry, Tampa Bay gets this guy from Pittsburgh who was compared to – a Aaron Donald, who also went to Pittsburgh, and measurables are very similar. Kalijah Kansi um, goes to Tampa Bay. They're gonna continue to blossom that defensive line. I mean, you add this guy to what they already have on the defensive line. That means one thing's for certain: this Tampa Bay's defense just continues to get better. Um, it reminds me a little bit about of that uh, 49ers defense, but 
Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense. I mean, you get this value pick, and if this guy can be half of what Aaron Donald is today, you'll be happy with this. So he's a high impact, high impact day one starter. Everybody's saying it. Um, you know, you, you can line him up right next to, um, you can make him the Tampa Bay's next Gerald McCoy you know, a uh, type three technique type guy. So, and he has double digit uh, sack potential and that's coming from your defensive tackle position. Look at how many defensive tackles have been taken so far in this draft at pick 20. For those of us who play fantasy, this is where it gets fun. This is where it gets crazy. Jackson Smith, Njiba, my brother from another mother, my guy from Nigeria, Jackson Smith, Njiba gets picked up by Seattle. You now pair him up with a DK Metcalf and the old man Tyler Lockett. And then you have Geno Smith. A lot of people compare him to a CD Lamb type of guy. Jackson Smith injured, but is the best receiver in this draft. He's going to ball out year one. Make no mistakes about it. It doesn't matter who's in that offense. He's going to ball out. He's box office. He is that good. He's everybody's, most people's consensus number one wide receiver, high impact guy. I, I look forward for uh, that Seattle offense to be good. Now, here is a tricky one here. TCU wide receivers hardly ever do good. And at pick 22, it's Quentin Johnston. Um, somebody compared him to a Mike Williams without the ball skills. Somebody's comparing him like the real NFL scouts are comparing him to T. Higgins. We'll see how that goes. One thing I do love about, uh, about Quentin Johnston is that once he gets the ball in his hands, he knows how to create with his legs. So he's a yak ability type guy. And if he's used perfectly in this system, he will be fine. Um um, let me see. One guy says he's a high impact starter. He should start opposite of Mike Williams and make an immediate uh, impact. And then, I mean, then you have Keenan Allen inside the slot. So we're going to see how this pans out. I was thinking that maybe the Chargers go a different route, like a Josh Downs kind of guy, but they believed in Quentin Johnson to get their guy. And for, for Quentin Johnson, he's going to play with a really good quarterback in Justin Herbert. So it bodes well for him. At 23, another wide receiver, the third wide receiver in a row to get selected, Zay Flowers. He's a little small, but this guy right here is a ball. He's 5'9", but this guy right here, he's special. He's He has that Elijah Moore type of uh, build and, and style of play. I, I think OBJ, guys along to that line, even uh, Antonio Brown type of guy. I'm not saying he's going to be Antonio Brown, but that type of guy. He's a day one starter. He's going to come into that offense. He has that yards after the catch, that yak ability, like I always talk about. So at 24, it was Jordan Addison. Now Jordy, Jordan Addison is paired with uh, Justin Jefferson, who's considered the best wide receiver by most people's standards, right? 5'11", 6 foot, doesn't really matter. He's a buck 73, so he's smaller. But this guy right here, he's special. People compare him to guys like Keenan Allen. This guy right here, he went to the perfect situation. Kirk Cousins is no slouch. This offense will look good. He, you, you paired this guy with the Justin Jefferson and, and K.J. Osborne. M magnificent uh, talent. And then you have the tight end and T.J. Hawkinson. So great, great landing spots. I loved all the landing spots for these four wide receivers. I think Smith and Jibba went to a great place. Quentin Johnson went to a great place. Zay Flowers. Jury's still out for Lamar Jackson, but you make Lamar Jackson happy. By bringing in a first-round wide receiver to pair with Rashad Bateman and OBJ Mark Andrews. So now Lamar has the best group of pass catchers that he's ever had in his life. So for the most part, I loved all the landing spots. Jordan Addison is going to be a very, very good player. 
And I love to see him opposite to uh, Justin Jefferson. All right, I'm almost done with the stream. We have about seven more picks to go. Deontay Banks from Maryland goes to the Giants. That NFC East is a tough, tough play. So you got to have a premier corner. He's day one starter. Uh, he's another guy that people say is the best corner in this draft. So it's a deep corner draft. We're going to see how things pan out based off of coaching scheme, things of that nature. Utah grabbed my tight end one in this draft. I was telling everybody it's Dalton Kincaid and not Mayer, but Dalton Kincaid, 6'4", in line. He's like in that Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey mold of guys. These guys separate 50-50 balls. Uh, these, he's a baller. He's a baller, and he is going to like like destroy this league, even in year one. I love Dalton Kincaid. A great pick for uh, Buffalo. And Buffalo traded up to come get this guy. He, they, they traded up to come get this guy. That just shows you how good of a player this guy is. And at pick 27, you have Mozzie Smith. Some say that he was a reach for the Cowboys. I don't know too much about him, so I can't speak on it. But let me see what they're saying. They're saying Dontario Poe. So Dontario Poe was more of like a nose tackle. Uh, are nose tackles really worth going in the first round? I mean, if he does not give you sack upside, like I said, I don't know much about this guy. But I'm just kind of just reading. So here's what Jordan Reed says. He says, high impact day one starter Smith is expected to be the anchor in the middle of a defense that's lacked a stout interior presence. When they say anchor, that means the guy that eats up double teams. So it's not bad, but I feel like you could have got a guy like this in the second round. When you want to grab a, a defensive tackle, you want to grab these guys that have they can shed double teams and they can provide a little bit more in the sack department. Maybe he can. Like I said, I don't know too much about this guy. Maybe he can. But either way, it's all about bringing guys who fit your, your, you know, your scheme. And Dallas struggled on defense. So if he's going to help these guys clog the middle, you know, um, stop the run, then, hey, by all means, get your guy. You have guys like Micah Parsons who's going to be, you know what I'm saying, shedding double teams and, and, and out there, you know, attacking the uh, runners and the quarterback. So it might work. I'm just saying what other people have said. They said that, hey, he might be a reach. I don't know. Only time will tell. This is one of my favorite picks of this first round, pick 28. Uh, Anton Harrison, some people say he's one of the best, if not the best, tackle in this draft. He's underrated, and these guys are getting him at pick 28 to come and protect Trevor Lawrence. So they continue to build in the trenches. So Jags already have left tackle Cam Robinson. He's facing, you know, that, you know, that uh, suspension, but even when he comes back, Harrison is versatile enough to slide to the left or slide to the right. So now you have two really good tackles to protect your franchise quarterback. So, I mean, this is an excellent pick. And if this guy hits, man, look at where you got him. Look at where you got him at pick 28. At pick 29, Miles Murphy, uh, Cincinnati gets, gets their guy. I was thinking they would go offense here, maybe a running back or even a tight end, but they wanted to solidify that defense. They're comparing this guy, Miles Murphy, to a guy like Bradley Chubb. Um, let me see what the analyst says. They want rotational con contributor. Murphy turns into a starter early in his career, but the Bengals' depth at defensive end will allow them to use him in situational pass rush to develop him uh, for every down roll. So that's cool. You ease him on in. Um, here is a guy, another guy from Clemson going uh, at pick 30, and this is Brian Breesey uh, out of Clemson, goes to the Saints. Saints get their guy. Uh, the analyst says high-impact day one starter. Breesey enters a team that desperately needs help along the interior, and he's going to bring a young uh, pass rush presence 
that's also stopped. He's also stopped against the run from what Jordan Reed is saying. At pick 31, this pick right here pissed me off. The Eagles grab another gem. Uh, Nolan Smith, their second Georgia Bulldog. Last year, they grabbed a couple Georgia Bulldogs. Just call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Like, they grabbing everybody or just the Georgia Eagles. However you want to mix it. These guys are grabbing all of these uh, uh, Bulldog players. They compare this guy to a guy like Dante Fowler. Let me see what Miller says about this guy. He says, day one rotational contributor. Uh, Smith will um, will learn from Hassan Redick, a player he uh, many people are comparing him to. They have you know various different similarities, and also the Eagles are looking at the future position with Brandon Graham aging and Derek Barnett long term future with the team in question. So this is a great move, a guy that you grab at pick thirty and uh, pick thirty one. So it's it's great because you grab this guy and then you can ease him on in. And if he hits, guess what? You have that fifth-year option as your weapon. Um, the last pick of this round was Felix Anaduke Uzoma, another brother from another mother, uh, this guy from Kansas State. Um, they compare him to a guy like a Josh Sweat. Um, he goes to um, Kansas City. Kansas City has been smart with their rookies, grabbing these guys. And I heard that there were plenty calls being uh, made to these bottom teams in the first round for teams to come up and potentially get a hand in the hooker or a Will Levis in that first round. But like many know, it's good to have that fifth year option. So if you can hit on on your on your pick in the fifth in the first round, you then you can essentially have that player for five years. Uh, let me see what the analyst says. It says plug and play starter. Uzoma steps into the starting uh, position opposite Carl Carl Philitis, uh and uh, allowing free agents uh, Charles uh, Omehu to slot into the third role. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool draft. Like I said, guys, in six minutes, the next round kicks off. Uh, let's look at the best available, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go ahead and end this stream. You have guys like Will Levis still available. The Eagle, I mean, the um, Pittsburgh Steelers are on. The clock and these guys might even trade back and acquire more assets. You have guys like Michael Mayer, you have Joey Porter, Brian Branch, Luke Mosgrave, Hendon Hooker, Stephen Avilia. Um, you have uh Kino Benton, you have Jonathan Mingo. A lot of guys are, are high on Jonathan Mingo. I don't know why, but we'll see. Darnell Washington, center Joe, Joe Tipman. You know, so many guys. Osiris Torrance, I love this guy. Sam Laporta, Julius Brents, corner. I mean, it's a deep draft. BJ Olajari, um, Jaden Reed. I mean, the list goes on. Jalen Hyatt, Khalid Rinko. I mean, John Michael Schmitz. Like, it's so many good guys here. Uh, Cody March. Like, I mean, man, if my team grabs any of these guys at pick forty-seven, I'll be excited. I mean, I don't want Will Levis. Obviously, we don't need Will, we don't need a, a Will Levis. But guys, this has been the uh, the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, catch me on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. Also, please be sure to follow the YouTube channel, Talking Sports with Manny. Please be sure to follow our new Dynasty podcast called Dynasty Overload, a fantasy podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Apple and Spotify. I will catch you guys on the next episode. And I might be, I might be on tonight. 
for part two. If not, I can be able to target that tomorrow, maybe mixing a, a day two, day three type thing. But I'm excited for day two. Draft kicks off in four minutes. I will catch you guys on the other side. I'm out. Peace.